0: sorry for saying sorry media presents the purr podcast the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips tricks and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team if you're dying to know more about cats keep on listening here are your hosts dr susan little famous cat vet and textbook author and dr yola kirpenstein talented surgeon and social media geek
1: This is Dr. Susan Little. You talked over me. I started
2: <laughs> first. I was first, and then you, you were very slow. I, was I wasn't just slow. Waiting for you, and then I thought, And you oh,
1: were watching oh. me. I started first. Isn't that right, Dr. Johnson? Did Mom you and not dad hear are me? fighting
3: Mom and dad are fighting.
1: Did you yeah. not hear me start first, and then he like came in on the top of it?
2: We were talking at the last podcast that we had with Dr. Tony about that he felt like a grandfather uh, talking about young people, and I feel oh. <laughs> the same way now. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah so, <laughs> but this is the per podcast, by the way. And my name is Dr. Yola Kerpenstein, and
1: I'm Dr. Susan Little.
2: Yeah, and we have our one of our favorite guests. Yes. Oh, thank you, Dr. Tony, with us. It's
3: one of um, my favorite things to be here.
1: The criticalist.
2: The criticalist, and we're talking about critical issues, especially about the mandolin. So, uh, yep, yeah. So, did you bring your mandolin and would you like to play for us?
3: <laughs> you know, <laughs> unfortunately, the strings are all broken, it's right here next to me. Uh, uh, my cat just came up and clawed the strings in half. Bing, uh, bing, bing, bing and and then uh, i don't even know how many strings are on a mandolin
2: (laughs) you know that the last time we talked with you you promised us that you would practice a song for us which would be then become (laughs) our intro song
3: those were in my drinking days though i think so now i'm i'm more sober and uh, only making promises i can keep
1: (laughs) we've been waiting
3: though (laughs) Uh, in vain in vain i would add in
2: vain forever That's
1: so sad. I mean, you've dashed our hopes right
2: there. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry maybe cuddle up with but, your kitty.
2: But you know, we have thousands of downloads every every week. So maybe we have someone that listens to the podcast that is a virtuoso mandolin player that would like. And they to- can
3: do, yeah, they can do a little ditty for you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I love I that. You
3: do you, does anybody remember the the group Mannheim Steamroller?
1: Absolutely.
3: So I've been listening on my drives down to the ER, I have lots of time. And when I'm not listening to the per podcast, um, I am listening to a lot of Mannheim Steamroller.
1: My gosh.
3: Yeah, so but how, they have what, good music you could use.
1: What what um what put Mannheim steamroller your- well, he
3: was saying ditties for the podcast, and there's one of their songs is called Return on, right. I think, two or five fresh air. And it got used a lot in the 80s and 90s for, like, newscast intros. Oh, so, yeah, check so, that out.
1: But what, but what made you think of it that you started listening to it?
3: Oh, it's just, I, like... I just am scrambling for stuff, and I loved it in high school and college. And yeah. I just am going through like you know this music phase of listening to old stuff and new. It's hard to find new music. Yeah, Plus, just, these kids today with their music—how many today? records did they make? Oh, they—they they sort of swerved into Christmassy music, but uh, the Fresh Air series—I think there was eight total. Um, one through five or six are just bangers.
1: Uh, yeah, there's eight of them. Yep. Yep. I just love you
2: can always go back to the Stones. They have like
3: 300 records. <laughs> and still going more or less strong. Yeah,
2: they just they, I think they bring out a new song and it's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, no. And then you have to go
3: to the Sphere, of course, in Las Vegas, which. Oh, no, no, amazing. no, no. I would get megalophobia. My megalophobia would kick in there.
1: Well, <laughs> let us circle back to our riveting discussion
3: yes but
1: cats in the er since we have, I a-, have a
3: cat anecdote as well oh, oh. excellent yes because I broke, I broke the rules for the last one um, and i think we're into eight or nine bottles of wine this time Fine. so this is a cat not a dog we're lucky um,
1: you know and- you're lucky uh, we let we you
3: so, yep. this was a youngish cat that I got as a post op patient. So, he was already had his surgery. He was, I'm loving Zorbium now, by the way, oh. um, the three day uh, yeah. buprenorphine. buprenorphine. Holy cow, those are happy cats with well controlled pain, out of control. Um, so, that has really, and they're happy too. You take, you know, Anger Kitty. And you put zorbium on them and they are so manageable and comfortable. So this cat was in ICU. I was tasked with discharging it. I like to, if I can, go talk to the owner. So I was kind of, you know, exploring how did we get here? Um, And they said, well, I took my cat in for vomiting and the vet who saw him noticed a string under the tongue. Which you know we always tell the newbies to look for that. I've seen it a handful of times, not a ton, but it was just one that bears up that that's still a thing to be done.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have. I mean, I've seen it in my career, but I think like you, you know, you yeah. don't see them. Like a year can go by, and I don't see one. Right.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fever if you actually, never take a temperature.
1: Sometimes they're very um, hard to find. Actually, yeah. though.
3: Yeah, they kind of kind okay. of buried in there.
1: Yeah, so that's actually that's that's uh, that's good that the vet found a Mm -hmm. string under the Do
3: you scope those, uh, Tony?
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Good question. Um,
3: Usually if they come in and they're vomiting, no, because I think we got to go in and see if there's any damage to the GI. So um, I would say if there was a cat with it, I don't think I've ever scoped a foreign body. I actually I scoped a, a little mouse toy out of a cat once and and that's fun but most scopable foreign bodies are in the species that will not be named Mm. which doesn't doesn't count by the way
2: no good rescue that's uh uh, we call it the lesser species but
3: that's the lesser species (laughs) yes yes the lesser the lesser uh quadrupeds
2: but uh you know if 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 you see any signs on a radiograph of course you don't scope them you just go in but i've had a couple of them that had a l- lingual uh, presentation mm-hmm. then they had this little ball in the stomach mm-hmm. and kind of pull them out so i always try gently but oh, uh, really? right oh but i've if,
3: never
2: if the radiographs show any signs of yeah.
3: this further than that then no of right course. right yeah. yeah i can't say as i have done that but
1: no i no, no. So sometimes you're really lucky, and there's like um, a piece coming out the other end, right? And then you're like, hmm. <laughs> and
2: the now, then then it's, it's, Yeah, then, the cat's being flossed." However, the question that I have now is: When do you release it under the tongue? Do you do that oh.
3: before you're in surgery,
2: or do you do that during the surgery?
3: I would probably say so. I am in a sad situation where I don't do surgery anymore like mm-hmm. I used to do sort of the holy trinity of of you know ER your GDVs foreign bodies and uh, c-sections uh, but when I was on faculty at Purdue, all of the residents get all of the surgeries. And so I didn't cut anything for the four years I was there. Uh, And then I was doing mostly non-clinical work. So I am too rusty, like I'll do lacerations and whatnot. Um, But I need to get back on the the pony and get my surgical skills back. Um, But I would probably cut it as soon as I saw it, just with the thoughts of releasing tension and hoping surgery is going to be within the hour.
1: Mm. Yeah, if you're going, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I I think for me, I kind of vary, and I'm not really sure that I know why. Um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, it could, if it's still under the tongue, it can help you find where it's. Hung I guess,
3: up. yeah, that would make sense. You can sort yeah. of follow it like a diver's rope. Yeah, you know?
1: but you know, if you think about it, like if it if if it was one of us, right, with this like. Um, deadly weapon under your tongue. Like mm-hmm. just think of the right yeah. the pain and distress. Yeah,
3: yeah, For the
1: poor kitty. So,
2: right. but yeah, normally, you, you know, normally they are under anesthesia or heavy sedation when because it, it, it's it's funny that when I got a call, we have a cat with a string for a body that I always had to ask the next question, which was, "Did you look under the tongue?" Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Sometimes there was this big. Sp- base of mm-hmm. nothingness. Yeah. Um, and I said, OK, just do it and see if it's there. And then, of yeah. course, very often the was yep. one or not.
3: Where I met with that silence is where I asked, did you get a urinalysis usually? <laughs> like even so many black cats where, you know, and I, I get it. Like sometimes it's so bloody, it's not going to give you any answers. But, you know, acute kidney injuries where they're like, oh, my God, his creatinine was 12 and like, did you get a UA? So. Mm-hmm right yeah
2: yeah, Although yeah. You, if once again do, jody lulich you know the god of urinary yeah prefers to have radiograph above a urinalysis
1: now let's just if clarify I, that it, for a minute that's not quite true <laughs> that's not quite true so yeah. this the context of that um it, uh, uh, not that I want to speak for Jody, but I've heard him talk about this and, and I do the same thing. So the context is, you know, the owner comes in and the cat's blocked and they only have so much money. Right. Which we all see those. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen your share of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and right. so it comes down to um, what's, what, what test testing. will give the owners the most info. Yeah, sure. And it's usually, in that scenario a radiograph right versus a ua
3: yeah oh, the radiograph- like in, in your in your standard block cat yeah i guess yeah
1: well the radiograph will tell you if there's a urolith there or not yeah right but a ua won't
3: yeah right true
1: yeah so okay. that's the I, context that yeah, he's talking I can about see that
3: yeah I like if you that.
1: have to make a choice yeah that that's the context so
2: Life is all about choices, Doctor. That is so true.
1: I that just wanted so to clarify that, so you know, we don't have poor doctors. Right. In a
3: perfect he- world, we would have all the info. Yeah, 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 but, yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> so one of one of the um, one of the, the the games I sometimes play when I'm doing lectures on Uralis is I show a bunch of X-rays of different Uralis and get people like to vote on what kind they think it is.
3: Oh boy! Yeah,
1: and it's it's um it's still a little surprising to me how many vets don't can't tell from a radiograph and don't know like the criteria mm-hmm. right to help yeah. you decide.
3: I have to dig way back in my hypothalamus for
1: to find it.
3: Yeah, POCU—that's the acronym I always remember. Okay. MUC
2: has a very good app. Um, before you explain what you're trying to say, Tony, the MUC has an app where you can scan the radiograph and it will let you know if it's a struvite or not. Hmm, that's cool.
1: It's,
3: um, it's only- scan the radiograph.
2: Wow. Right.
1: Yeah. It's only available for the lesser species, though,
2: isn't yes, it? Yes, but it, it, I mean, <laughs> uh huh. Probably has the same efficacy. I cannot say that out loud. Yeah. yeah. I would. That's I cool.
1: would guess it would be because right I mean, characteristics. Mineral are composition.
2: The same. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Tony, give me the acronym.
3: Oh, I need to double. Ch- I would double check it before I apply it clinically. But POCU mm-hmm. phosphate oxalate. I think it's cysteine, and then urate. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Going Thank for you. more. Most radio. Dense to least, I think. Does that sound right?
2: Uh, yes. like Yes. Yeah. yeah, We'll
3: yeah. yeah. see you. And yeah. there is a there is a not safe for wor- a work acronym um, involving Cornell University and and the act of nutrition that <laughs> that helps one.
1: Well, no, we we don't want to defame. <laughs>
3: I'm just saying. I mean, most acronyms have some little bit of not safe for work aspect to them, anyway. So, (laughs) I bet they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll
1: I'll never think about that one the same way. I had a,
3: I had a great one for kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species, but I absolutely cannot uh, share it.
1: Well, it sounds like you don't need one because you. You remember many
3: years of many years of reciting the acronym. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: Yeah. that's the problem with acronyms. Right. Like, I tend to remember that there is an acronym. I just don't necessarily just get
3: the letters messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Our so, Tony, did you,
2: did you notice how uh, smoothly Dr. Susan just completely ignored what you said and went on? <laughs>
3: I did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I didn't I I think she she commented on it and then you know we gotta keep, keep things moving here so I can get your mind yeah. sent to you
2: so so, so um cat gdvs do you see those
3: Ooh. uh no I have never seen it really yeah
2: oh I'm lucky them because I a two
3: really I've no, seen okay. them in small dogs but I've never seen a um a cat one right can happen I guess no. so it's a zebra uh, yeah, zebra. yeah yeah. But I, I believe my daughter is asking for hair bands right now, so we have a we have a tiny emergency.
2: <laughs> is,
3: I'm, they can't be the cameras. Emergency. Hair emergency, yeah. I
2: just, I just want to say, hair bands and Dr. A Susan yes. have a special yes, relations.
3: Really? Do they? Me oh, I've hair seen band. hair band foreign bodies. Those Me. are cats. Love those, yes. and those usually have a pretty classic radiographic appearance, right? Yes.
2: And Dr. Yes. Susan had one with like eighteen of them.
1: <laughs> yeah oh, wow yeah i had a Siamese cat patient many moons ago mm-hmm. who had i think at least three enterotomies for eating hairbands
3: oh god yeah
1: yeah uh, well with uh, along with assorted other objects
2: mm-hmm. like
1: chewing pieces off the owner's purse um ate you know you know in the days when people actually had phones not cell phones but like right. real phones right yeah. and so once this uh, in the collection of objects in this cat's stomach like they're mostly hair bands right but um <coughs> a piece of the coiled telephone wire was in oh, there once
3: you know those are tasty
1: yeah it just always amazes me right like what compels a cat to i don't know I you
3: don't know, know i
1: see the chewing bit but do they intend to swallow it or is it kind of accidental
3: i think they're just like ah what the heck let's see maybe it's you know let's see if it's edible i don't know or or they have like a you know plastic deficiency that they're trying to fix themselves (laughs) i
2: like the question maybe we should do this every time when we do a podcast is what compels the cat and then you fill it in tony immediately said i don't know but you know um that's
1: going to be the answer
3: it is. I, I think. I think it's in unknowable. I think it's yeah. just. You know. Why do they do anything?
1: It's <laughs> in
2: unknowable
3: space. What's what, Okay. This just popped in. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: What you're you're reminding me of a, 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 an incident a couple of weeks ago when um, there was a, so we we were in Lisbon at a, a conference and a speaker was talking about metastasis cancer mm-hmm. metastasis and it just kind of struck me like why do cancer cells metastasize
3: well, unregulated growth
1: no but why
3: what's the purpose
2: yeah susan what's was that? very philosophical during that meeting huh yeah
1: yeah it I, just, I, I now, kind of... now of, of course the poor speaker you know was
2: that's <laughs> is the words? Mm-hmm. was what mm-hmm. flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. a little
1: flabbergasted yes and you know in, and in retrospect i probably just should have kept that thought to myself but it just
2: internalize it yes it just
1: struck me like there's gotta there's, there's gotta be something that we,
3: i think just unregulated cell growth and then you know going into the vascular system i don't but i don't know i don't pretend to know
1: well but that that's the how yeah that's the
2: why
3: Um, You have to ask them, I guess. Okay, Tony, you had a
2: what compels the cat? So
3: lowest PCV you've seen in an alive patient? Nine.
1: I remember it well.
2: I would say 12. Four. (gasps) This was a
3: cat that came in. I thought it was not living. Um, It was barely breathing. It was a flea anemia case. Uh-huh. Um, we spun it and it was some people said five, some people said four, one person said six because, you know, we're just doing it visually. And we typed it, blood typed it really quick, bulleted it blood, and the dang thing, we, you know, gave it Capstar, treated it for fleas, dang thing, walked out of the hospital.
1: Yeah. Like that's a, that, those cases are rewarding though, aren't they? Cause it's kind of like a resurrection.
3: It was, it was a little iffy cause the cat went up to like 18 and then down to 13 It hung out at 13. We were out of funds. Um And I don't know if he had something wrong, you know, one of those weird bone marrow aplasias or something. We couldn't even test him for feline leukemia, but you know, did, did okay. Started eating, could maintain body temperature. So, but yeah.
1: How could you get a catheter in? Did you get a catheter in that?
3: We have incredible. Well, we didn't give the blood PO. No, um, yeah, but no, inter,
1: no Interosseous. So I was wondering if you did it interosseous. We just osseous. have
3: really good. I bet you could give it interperitoneally, too. We almost what did a xenotransfusion. Band, yes. We almost did a xenotransfusion on this guy. Yeah. Um, but- oh. Take blood
2: from yourself and put it in there?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know the, that that's been documented, but cat dog blood, oops, yeah, said it again. I think that's an yeah. even dozen, uh, can be given to a cat one time in the absence of cat blood. Yeah. Uh, but we had a unit of type A blood kicking around, and that was just what the doctor ordered.
1: Wow.
2: That yeah. cool. That's um, cool...
1: what's, So if we're going to play this game, what's the highest potassium you've seen in a live patient?
3: Mm. Dola. Wow.
1: Like a blocked cat, highest potassium.
2: I don't know what kind of uh, scale you use, mm-hmm. though.
3: Oh, I think, isn't it all the same? He's trying to dodge, uh, trying to dodge the question. Do they have a different this scale? isn't blood glucose.
1: No, potassium is the same, Yola.
3: 12. 12 for me.
1: No, yeah, no, blood, zero say, potassium. 12
3: brings 12, 12 a bell. Yeah, 12.
1: Yeah, 12 for me,
3: too. But the albuterol thing, yes. I've been doing that lately.
1: Oh, Look talk up. about that. I think about we really that. hit
3: on this I think we hit on this one the last time too maybe okay, on a one trick one trick pony you know but I just forgot, in addition so. to your standard you know insulin dextrose fluids calcium gluconate um, albuterol will drive potassium intracellularly. so we'll just bust out the arrow cat you know we got nothing to lose no um, yeah not even kidding no cap as the kids say these days no cap no so cap. When, when
1: I when I heard about that I guess I just assumed it was an injection of albuterol, which I was having trouble getting my head around. No, but we, it's give it, not.
3: we give them the puffer. We give him
1: oh, the puffer. No kidding.
3: Yup. Yup. I wonder
1: who, who discovered that you could do that. It seems like kind of a random Jody thing.
3: Lulich. I'm sure it was Jody Lulich.
2: Yeah, uh, Jody Lulich, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously.
1: Yeah, I think so, it's funny.
2: Something- uh, Tony, yes. what compels the cat to have no cap? <laughs>
3: That's just what the kids say these days. Yeah. No cap means for real. Like I'm not lying. I know. Yeah, okay. but I don't understand why, what it means. But I don't mm-hmm. understand half the kids' things my kids say. But we like, don't give me hairbands hair. in the middle of a podcast. Give me hairbands. Oh, I love. I'm in charge of the damn hairbands.
2: Right, Mister Hairband, Doctor Hairband is my friend. That's
3: Doctor Hairband to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh yeah. my. But-
1: I'm always amazed at how um, cats can cope sometimes with circumstances where they should not be alive. Right. Like a yeah. a, a, a kitten with a PCV of four is not supposed to be alive. Yeah,
3: I know. Yeah. This wasn't even a kitten. This was an adult cat. I mean, uh, nine, nine months old or something like that. Yeah,
2: still. But, you know, we were not dangerous.
3: Well, you know, if you think about it, you're normally removing about 25% of the O2 from your red blood cells, right? So that's like driving around with your car 75% full all the time. Yeah. And this cat was extracting every single molecule of every poor little red blood cell he had. So he was at the limits and and he was five minutes from death. I bet. You know, um, yeah. So, like
1: he, yeah. he, he, his red blood cells—they like, they probably like never saw each other, right? <laughs> They're like, very they,
3: lonely, very lonely red blood cells. Yeah, yeah. it well. just amazes so the, me.
2: The Grim Reaper had him in between his little fingers, and the there was Lab
3: me snatching him away. My technicians, not me. My technicians. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah. But you, you, you. um you had a, yeah, it's a good explanation, right? Like, because you'll we'll see other patients with a PCV of like, I don't know, 10 that are at death's door too, right? So maybe they're but just then you less. see
3: ones that are 15 and are perfectly happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just, the, the speed of onset, I think, is one. Yeah, of the I think factors. that's the key.
2: That's yeah. the key. So The yeah. longer it takes, the more they adapt, I guess. I mean, okay. it's the same with. Low insulin in yeah, the sure. left
3: Right, so, yeah. You go down to forty quickly, and you're seizing. You go down to forty over a few months, and you're like, "Am hey, okay." Right, right, right,
1: right. Yep, yep. There you go. That, yes. Those are those are odd things. So I have to um, ask you. Oh, you, you're you're as an ER, you wouldn't see this. I was going to ask you if you've seen any patients on the um, the Next new cat. oral oral. Uh,
3: no. Uh,
1: that, oh, yes, that's Bexacap. That's
3: right. Yeah. And I like I need to read up more on it because I don't get the I guess it's just you just diagnosed a diabetic. He's never been on insulin. We're going to yep. start this because yeah. I, I mean, we'll usually see a DKA that's a new, you know, diabetic. We, we rarely I mean, sometimes I guess when you work them up, the blood glucose will be 600, but they're usually sick from something else right. or vomiting. So it's right. not going to be an ER thing.
2: Right. Right. Hey, I don't want to be a party pooper here, but wasn't Aww. a person jumping in at a certain time? Uh, yes. Yes. I believe so. You might want to remind that person to do so. And then we'll wrap up with Tony here. Uh, <laughs> it's always such a joy to
3: have you. Uh, Tony. It's a joy to be here. I love this. I'm happy to do it whenever you want.
2: Excellent. Excellent. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely hold you to that because... You know, when we have an opening, you'll be the one.
3: Yeah, for sure. I'm always around. I had a cat-free shift on Sunday night. I did not see a single cat. Okay, All the cats of Indianapolis were healthy.
2: Do you think that, I mean, for an emergency service, that cats are underserved there too? So people don't bring in their cats to emergency. I I think
3: we see fewer because it's easier to find a dog and put a leash on it. And dogs are a little bit more forward with their diseases yeah. sometimes yeah. um and cats will often go you know hide under the bed or it's hard to get them in the carrier um so yeah. you know i think they're good at hiding disease oh that's what we were going to talk about dr yeah. little
1: the We never hit it
3: we never hit the topic yeah. we,
1: we kind of skirted around it though really oh yeah.
3: but it's so important and it's some. you know that's the he was fine yesterday doc phenomenon yeah uh, but yeah. yes i think dogs are overrepresented in the er or cats are underserved yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, we we uh, we we were just <laughs> talking about how cats are not so obvious, right? When they're when
3: masters,
2: they're masters. So I, I think that is a great topic for the next time when Tony comes back. But we really have to wrap up things here now. So All right. Uh, Always
3: the saddest part.
2: I do have to say the saddest part of this these two podcasts was normally we calculate the number of bottles we are at a full casket
3: a full case okay that's fine i will i will send (laughs) it i thought you were going to say the saddest part was the lack of mandolins
2: it's not it's not the Haze. it is one of those
3: oh like a things. cask of a exactly oh. ah okay
2: okay and then yeah the the mandolin of course was dearly missed right, uh, right. yep. a great for a I've been
3: a, a great disappointment to you both and to my parents so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think we'll at miss. least your doctor hair band which <laughs> is a, a yep. wonderful
3: mm-hmm. uh, yeah I have that printed okay. on my lab coat now Honor to have. I'm yeah. confuse to. the clients. Thank you. It was wonderful to be here.
2: All right. This was the Per Podcast. Uh, you can find more information at perpodcast.net. And yes. with the
1: handle. Sorry?
3: She's just agreeing with you.
2: Yeah, she is. <laughs> this is the first time in my life I <laughs> record this. Oh, I am recording it. That is very convenient. Uh, the handle of Per Podcast. Oh.
1: At Per Podcast. Right. Okay.
2: Thank and you. I guess
1: we're done
3: okay thank until you until
1: the next time
2: thanks tony you're fantastic
3: thank you it's always fun next next time we got to hit white cats hide their illness so dang well
2: <laughs> you have a good a... radio voice uh, tony i have to say
3: thank you thank you very much i appreciate it this is always fun to do
0: Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Thank <sniffs> you.